Alright, well, this is episode 10 of Change of Address, the best or worst show in podcasting. You decide. Alright, well, it's Friday night. Instead of sleeping, I'm doing this. It's 9pm. I'm starting this at 9pm. This is a huge sacrifice for you people. For all you nothings. Nobody's beautiful nobodies. Okay, that's enough of that. Listen, um, there's a few things I left out when I told the whole Max um, getting fixed thing. He's actually upstairs. He's having a sleepover tonight. Um, okay, so I've told the story before. Uh, one of the vets is a Velma lookalike that's kind of kind of Aspergy, I guess, like a female Sheldon. I don't know why I'm so attracted to someone that's like, I don't know, I can only describe her as, I guess, like asexual. I don't know that she'd even have a sexual preference. Like maybe she likes to dress up in bunny suits and hump stuff. I don't know. It's just hard to, why I imagine these things, I'm not entirely sure either. But so when I took him for his checkup to check on all his gums, you know, all those spots where his teeth used to be, he also got fixed, right? So she had me uh, lift up his front paws. So he was kind of like standing almost, but I was supporting his weight with the front paws. And she's looking at his incision mark and everything. And uh, she did something that I never thought I would see another human being ever, ever do. She, she honked <laughs> his ball sack. And she's like, aw, isn't it sad? And I was like, what the fuck? And then she proceeded to take her two fingers and her, her on his ball sack. Like she pushed right in the middle of it. And she's like, see, they don't feel it. It doesn't hurt. And my, my dog's just standing there like, okay, you know, I didn't, first they call my castration small and then she honks my ball sack, my empty, pathetic little ball sack. I felt for him. I can't believe I left that part out of the story. That was really funny. Uh, what else are you missing? Well, it's March, it's still winter and I'm still angry about it. But it's really cool now because there's like, uh, the snow has melted just a tiny bit so that it makes every fucking surface that you'd walk upon extremely icy. It's, it's good times. It's good times. I think I hurt myself more by trying not to fall and like pinwheeling my arms around than actually falling. <sighs> oh, Manitoba. You're the best. You're the fucking best. I did have an interesting conversation with a coworker of mine that's uh, about... She's got, she's 97 pounds. Like she says she's 110 cause I grilled her about it, but she's 97 pounds and she's probably about five, two as she's tiny. She's a tiny girl, but she's, she listed all her ailments and she, the things she doesn't eat is like a longer list than the things she doesn't eat like sugar. She doesn't eat dairy. She doesn't eat wheat. It's like, what the, what are you eating? You're just eating bark and honey, right? That's what you're eating. Organic honey and bark. Anyway, I really like her though. She's funny. But I offered her an apple because this lady gave me a bag of apples. It's a long story. It's a long story. The daycare lady, uh, I don't know how she's coming upon these things, but like the first time she gave me something unusual, well, she's giving everyone something unusual, was like a big bag of icing, like of cream cheese icing, just like in a big tube, like packaged and everything, not, you know, in a garbage bag or a Ziploc. It was like in a sealed package, but how the fuck... I don't know. I'm Italian. I don't ask questions. If I get free shit, I'll keep the free shit. So she gave me a bag of apples. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know how she came upon it. And I tried hitting Malcolm with it, but it did leave marks. It's the oranges that don't leave marks. Just in case you're wondering how to abuse your child in a way that no one will ever find out. It's not the apples. It's the oranges. Apples will leave marks. Um, so I offered this tiny little waif of a woman an apple. And I was like, it's not organic though. Like, are you, 
she's like, no, I, I prefer not to. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. So we started talking about the farmer's market and we have a farmer's market in Winnipeg and we're surrounded by uh, farming communities really. And it's, it's a fun thing to go to. It's kind of a trendy hipster dykey thing to do in the summer, but I am in love with those little cucumbers, like the ones that you grow on the, they just, they're just so crunchy and delicious. And like, I have spent literally on these, uh, oh, let me explain how to write first before I tell you about their delicious pickles that were seven fifty a jar. And I fucking bought three of them this summer. Hutterites are kind of like, I guess they're kind of Mennonite-y. I don't really know much about it. I guess I could have really looked this up and then given you some solid information. Maybe I would have written like a 500 word essay about Hutterites and what they mean to me. But instead, I'll just give you a brief overview of the nothing that I know. Um, they live in colonies and a lot of times they'll have like chickens and uh, pigs and I don't know shit like that they grow tons of vegetables there there are a lot of times at these farmers markets with their stands or whatever and uh, they're a little weird I mean there's always the the folklore of uh, them having so much inbreeding which they do a lot of their kids have cystic fibrosis just because they're both both parents are carriers and they fucking it's like my parents hometown where everybody just kind of fucks their first cousin and nobody really talks about it too much um what was my point Hutterites. Okay, right. So we were talking, I just wanted to give you background on Hutterites so you'll understand what this means. There, it's, it's, it's a lonely life, I'd imagine. So we're having this conversation and I was like, oh yeah, organic. I'm like, do you like the Hutterite chickens? And she's like, no, oh, Hutterites are the worst. They treat their animals terribly. It's disgusting. And then I thought about it for a second. Keep in mind that this happened, like she, that sentence left her mouth. And then I said this, Everyone knows there's two ingredients in Hutterite chicken. Chicken and semen. Right. Am I right, folks? Come on. That was funny. Fuck. She looked at me because I can never tell what, like, who I'm fucking dealing with. I thought she was kind of religious, but she laughed pretty hard. So can't be that religious. But that's hilarious. I mean, come on. But I mean, if you think about it, who tends to the chickens? Chickens are kind of dumb. They're kind of an easy task. So dumb a 12-year-old boy could do it. I, I just imagine being a 12-year-old boy on a Hutterite colony, surrounded by my sister and all the rest of my kinfolk that I probably more than likely will marry, chicken's starting to look pretty good. Starting to thinking about maybe basting that chicken from the inside out. You know what I'm saying? Picking up what I'm putting down here? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm already sick of myself. Let's hear from Gary. Okay, it's me again. It has been a week and Mrs. Electric and I went to the McMenamin's Edgefield weekend getaway like I was talking about and a funny thing happened they uh, have mineral uh, soaking pools at these various uh, hotels and this one is very cool it's kind of meanders around and there's like planters in the middle of it and greenery and trees and shit all around and you get kind of a jungly feel and we walked into the the pool there and people are milling about mostly just kind of in the pool hanging out talking and whatnot and there's a one end of the the pool that's a little larger than than the rest and there were three couples in there talking kind of loudly and we went and got in our spot and as we were getting in the pool i glanced down a little ways and i see this blonde gal good looking young younger younger chick and just kind of looks at me and doesn't think anything of it and get in the pool and later on the three couples in the end the large end got out and went on with their evening and so we moved down there and we were the only ones in it and after a little bit this gal and her boyfriend kind of come into that section of the pool and she comes swimming sort of backwards and bumps right into us and she's like oh goodness i was like on your lap and i'm thinking wait a minute was that like a ham-fisted attempt to pick us up i mean it was would have been kind of odd but then uh 
a little bit later, she asked for our room key because she needed to get out and get into the restroom and get back in. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I kind of hesitated for a second. She said, oh, you can just let me back in, but I'll probably end up on your lap again. So she was being very flirty, which was kind of cool, but weird. And then, uh, you know, later on, we see her and her boyfriend in, uh, at the wine bar after we got out, and they're still in their robes, and she's giving me the eye there, too. And I was like, oh, you know, we we came to the realization, much true or not, that they were trying to pick us up. And, and you figure if you're going to get picked up by swingers, that they're probably going to be old fat people. But we decided we were getting picked up by young hot people, which was nice. So Mrs. Electric decided that we needed some aliases. So she became Gretchen, and I was Conrad. Figured Conrad Bain, this young chick's not going to know that he was from uh, uh, different strokes. So uh, we also have uh, Arnold and Willis at home when uh, when it's all said and done. But uh, all in all, a good time, and never got picked up by swingers before. But I like it. Slender Gary. Gary, you're a dirty little slut. You're a dirty little whore. How dare you? You hang your head in shame. Your handsome head in shame. That's fucking weird. I guess it's weird for straight couples to get picked up that way. Like when I wasn't so fat. I mean, I was always ugly, but when I wasn't so fat, um, I didn't enjoy that when other couples would kind of uh, assume that Sarah and I would be into that kind of thing or, or that uh, somebody else would just watch it's just like you're fucking gross i don't know but i mean whatever Ugh. i guess it's different for straight people like i wonder what i wonder how you would have felt if your wife would have been the only one trying to get picked up i wonder if you would have been defensive i would have i'm a really jealous stupid insensitive insecure i mean well insensitive too <laughs> uh, anyway well that's exciting it must be quite the compliment Hope you guys went home and shagged a real hard. All right. So, uh, Tails, uh, she was back, fuck, was it last time? Time before that? I don't know. Like a million years ago. Anyway, she sent in her segment and uh, she wanted to do another one. And she asked me what, like some kind of, to give her some kind of topic to talk about. And I wanted to know, I always kind of want to know about uh, other little homos and how their coming out story went, if they always knew they were gay and all that kind of shit. So I haven't listened to her submission yet, but she titled the email, Wham Bam, I Like Clam. And that to me is already a winner. So let's let's hear what she has to say. Hey there, uh, this is Tails coming to you from the downtown area. Sandra wants to know my coming out story, which I do not have. Um, it's a very long, confusing story as to how I came to the realization I was gay. I guess that would be my coming out story. But there was no wham, bam, I like clam situation. Uh, I very smoothly transitioned from being a confused heterosexual to a, a little bit more comfortable bisexual to, okay, let's just cut the men out completely. Because <laughs> that just ain't working. Uh, lots of awkward experiments and conversations later. I kind of just was gay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was ostracized in, I went to a country school in Altona, Manitoba, Mennonite town, fucking close-minded ass pricks all over the place. 
uh, I was ostracized there by the faculty of the school and the principal and whatever, you know, they had an issue because I had my first girlfriend while I was in that school and we held hands in the hallway and that was wrong and that was making people uncomfortable. My English language arts teacher wanted to file some sort of lawsuit or I don't know what the fuck she wanted to do. I told her not to bother. It really wasn't worth it. I didn't want the headache of, you know, suing our principal for, you know, being a perv on straight couples all the time and watching them make out. But the second I walked down the hallway holding my girlfriend's hand, all of a sudden everybody's uncomfortable. Ugh, still a little bitter for that, but, you know, we all get over it. I was, uh, I was 14. Um, so I was ostracized in that school. When I moved back to the city when I was 15 and I went to school for a short period of time after that, it was pretty okay. I mean, it was really laid back. I was only out as bi when I was still in school and everybody loved it. People thought it was cool. You know, I wasn't afraid to be who I was or sleep with who I was or date who I wanted to, or it wasn't like... I just, I, I never experienced the fear of coming out of the closet. I've always just been me. And if you have a problem with it, you guys can fucking suck my dick. I don't know. So, ostracized in the country, not so much in the city. It was definitely way easier living, moving back to the city. Uh, was I accepted? I think I pretty much covered that. A lot of people wanted to be my friend because I was like the token bisexual. It wasn't really a popular thing at that point yet. Um, when I was still going to school, it was kind of just like there was two bisexuals in the school and there was maybe four or five lesbians and maybe one or two gay guys in the entire school. In uh, That was in Trashcona, too. A bunch of redneck pricks over there, too. But, I mean, it was a lot better. I could ignore the assholes a lot easier. Plus, I had all the stoners on my side. So nobody really fucked with the stoners because, you know, whatever. There's a lot of us. Um, anyways, uh, when did I know I was gay? Yeah, I pretty much covered that. Um, I started getting the idea that maybe this whole heterosexual thing wasn't really my, uh, my cup of tea when, uh, I was flipping through the channels when I was 14, I was watching TV at my dad's place in the country and all of a sudden this, I flipped through this channel and there's like these two girls going at it and I was like, well, well, that's pretty fucking hot. I like that. Turns out it was the L word. And I got really into that for a while, like obsessed. Mostly because I didn't have any lesbian or gay or bi friends, so the L word was my friends. <laughs> um, so I guess that's when I knew that I wasn't straight. But I didn't really know until I was gay until I fell in love with a girl um, when I was 15. And I swear I'd like die for her, whatever. And long, heartbreaking story. I never actually ended up dating this girl. And in fact, my best friend is now dating her. Uh, so that's how I knew I was, uh, a lesbian, full on, uh, I've never felt like that for a guy before, she, and after that, you know, there was many girls to follow, but, uh, it was that one girl that made me realize, yeah, this is, this is my thing, I, I like you, I like what you got there, <laughs> um, my first kiss, uh, it's gonna be such a gay story, okay, so, I was dating this Steph girl when I was 14, my first girlfriend, whatever. I went to her house, and we were watching, wait for it, Rent. 
Yes, the gayest movie in existence, other than Rocky Horror Picture Show. We were watching that. We had a couple of beers that we stole from her mom, and we kind of cuddled a little bit. And then when we first kissed, it was, like, so strange because I was only used to kissing boys before, and all they do is slobber all over your face. Uh, Come on, guys. Like, learn how to kiss a woman. They don't like your tongue on their face. That is gross. It is disgusting. So I was I was used to that. Not to mention they were all, like, prepubescent boys, too. So, like, they're just starting to get their little mustache hairs. So gross. So gross. So kissing a woman, her lips were so soft and, like, so beautiful. And I, I love kissing a woman. Like, my fiancé, I would not trade those lips for any other in the entire world. They're so soft and amazing, and I could just get lost in them. I just could. So, uh, yeah, that's my quote-unquote coming out story. It's not a very good one. I was kind of all over the place, and I apologize for that. Uh, I hope you get the gist of it. Anyways, I'm at six minutes, so I should probably wrap this up. Take it easy, Sandra. Have a good night, everybody. Well, well, well. Okay, I think I got everything I I wanted out of that. (sighs) Yeah, I guess... um... I don't know. Nobody's asking me, but I'm going to ask myself because I'm the only one here. Just me and you and Cleveland on the TV. Um, I I think I've known I was gay since I was a fetus. I really feel like that's true. Like, I've never... I never had crushes on guys. I mean, I faked it a lot, I guess, just so I could go undercover because I just... You know, like, when I was when I was probably 13 or 14, it was like the early 90s or the mid-90s-ish... And it wasn't cool. There's no gay kids at my school. No one openly gay. Like, I'm sure there were lots of gay kids. I'm sure there was lots of dicks being sucked through various glory holes at that time. But not not for me. Definitely not. <laughs> is, is there ever a woman at the other end of a glory hole? I don't think so. <laughs> None of that makes any fucking sense to me. But since I was, like, a little kid, I've always had crushes on other little girls. Always. I always had female crushes. Like, I don't know how I... If I knew how to... Which compartment to put it in or that I understood... But I knew it was like a, it was an attraction. It wasn't just like a, an admiration since I was little, little, little. I mean, I still, I tried to date guys and stuff and I tried to get along and I tried to fake it, but it wasn't for me. I just, it wasn't for me. And what's really weird is the first uh, real girlfriend I ever had, I was 19. And I assure you, I was not the aggressor in any way, shape or form. And I actually, we ended up dating for like two two and a half years and uh yeah I was not the boss I did not wear the pants because everybody wants to know who wears the pants in your relationship and it's like well fuck in which way I mean if you really think about it if I wasn't the ugly ugly one I would be the woman in this relationship I don't do the taxes I don't know if that's a male or female job but I don't do any yard work well because we don't have any yard (laughs) to do work in but like I can't string up Christmas lights I can't change a light bulb I can't hook up the TV like we covered this on one episode of Return to Sender I think it was called pink job blue job pants I think that's what it was called when we had this conversation but it's true in my relationship now I don't I don't fucking wear any pants I cook supper every night although I don't really do the cleaning and I am a really good barbecuer but I don't kill spiders so you fucking figure this out so I don't know I don't get it but I remember my first kiss with a girl and I, Tails, you've got it absolutely right. Because girl lips fits together so nicely. And it's so soft. And so 
It's so good. It's so right. It feels so right. And then you put your hands on a girl's waist for the first time. I remember like one of the sexiest part of a woman's body to me. I'm sorry, this is so gross. It's not like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's like you ask a guy what her favorite, his favorite part of a woman's body is and he'll say, your eyes. But he's fucking lying. You know it. He's fucking lying. It's either T or A or V. T-A-N-V. It's Tav. That's the code name. Um, but I really like um, the small of a woman's back. Like, I know that's not the typical answer. And to a sense, I'm kind of lying. Because if he asked me if I'd rather have Tav or the small of a woman's back, I would take the Tav because whatever. I'll get along fine. I have a back. Actually, I have boobs too, but eh, I prefer yours. Um, but I love that. And then the sound of like your hand rushing over a woman's body, it's just like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's the same for straight girls, but we're not here for you. Nobody's, nobody wants to hear about you. I don't understand how a woman can find a man's body attractive. I don't get it. Like, I don't, I appreciate a beautiful man, but I don't know how you look at like all that hair and all those parts and like, like there's hair on a man's ass and you're, you got to like that or pretend to, do you like it? I don't know. I don't get you. I don't get it at all. But my, okay, so the other thing I want to touch on is my first, like, sexual attraction. Like, my first, where I went from a little girl crush to, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mash some fucking pussy. I was, I think, 12, and it's the movie Stripes, which is so fucking weird. It was on cable. It should, I shouldn't have been really watching it. I didn't really understand the movie, but I knew it was fucking funny. I love John Candy. Um, that scene where they're at the mud wrestling uh, pit or whatever and I think John Candy goes in there to fight them and all those girls are covered in mud and he ends up ripping off all their bikini tops and they're just standing there topless covered in mud like I don't necessarily think there was that much nudity or maybe there was fuck I haven't seen that movie in like 10 years but that's when I was like holy fuck let's get it on and from then on I kind of faked it for like five or six years and then like I said I had my first girlfriend at 19 and I've never looked back I did sleep with one guy for like five minutes and it was gross and wrong. And I just, I, it honestly, if I was 14 right now, I would never have slept with any guy ever. I wouldn't have dated a guy. It just, I feel like it's more acceptable or less frowned upon. Maybe it's spoken about more. Maybe I could have gotten some like early teen pussy instead of having to wait like five or six extra years. I don't know. I'm sorry about Altona, though. Ugh. Who the fuck wants to live there? And Transcona, too. Transcona in Winnipeg is like Hickville, um, Budweiser drinking bunch of assholes. Like, it's just an entire neighborhood of teen moms. And it's like a trailer park, but blocks and blocks and blocks of shitty houses with white trash people. So I'm sorry I had to go through that tales, but I'm glad you came out on the other side. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Where's Rose at? I'm not putting any theme songs in today because I just don't feel like it. And I think we're going to run out of time. So hang on. I'm going to get Rose. Wait. She's she's coming. Yeah, I know you've been waiting. Well, she's here. Just shut up. Hey, everybody. It's Rose. And sorry I've been missing in action for so long. That's right. I had to say all three words. I couldn't just do MIA because I didn't want you to get confused with that awesome musical artist, bitches. Anyway, um, sorry I haven't been around. I have been around. I've just been... 
uh, having a lot going on. So it turns out there's a lot that goes on when you're uh, uprooting your life of the past seven years. So it's all good, though. It's all good, and it's getting better. And I am trying to cram this in between... Uh, checking email responses and Facebook message responses on potential apartments in Portland. So hooray. And I'm studying for this boring uh, accounts payable certification to make me look even spiffier on a resume. So hooray. I said spiffier. Anyway, that's not what's important. What's important is it's March, which means happy Women's History Month, bitches. Fuck yeah, cunts. So anyway, uh, that also leads to the question of the week. Do you consider yourself a feminist and why or why not? So uh, I'm going to say fuck yeah. Of course, I consider myself one. Sorry, I'm all hyperventilating from the coffee and the femininity. Oh, the vapors. Um, but anyway, I kind of got my first dose of feminism. Um, seeing Patty Hearst dressed all in black, the bitchin' beret and a machine gun holding up a bank. That was cool. Um, and then when uh, Shirley Chisholm ran for president... In the 70s, because that's right, before there was Barack Obama, a black woman, that's right, you heard me right, a black woman named Shirley Chisholm fucking ran for president. And then, which all sounds really great, sounds like really progressive stuff is going on, and then there's the whole idea of the Equal Rights Amendment failing. But hang on, I'm skipping ahead, I'm getting a little bit too... Uh, historical here. A couple of things about feminism. You know, people get all freaked out thinking that it means one thing or another. You know, no makeup, you hate men, like you're just kicking them in the balls constantly while looking like a man yourself. And if you're doing that as a woman, that's just fine. And if you're not doing that as a woman, that's just fine too. Because really what it means in a simple way is... You don't want to be treated any differently than anybody else just based on your biology. If you have a vagina, don't you want to be the one in charge of it? And if you're a dude and you care about somebody with a vagina, don't you want them to be in charge of it? Because that's right. Don't let anybody fool you. Dudes are awesome feminists too. Just look at Rob Delaney and Louis C.K. for a couple of favorites. Um... So it's really simple, and which means it kind of sounds like, well, aren't you just a humanitarian? Yeah, sure, I am a humanitarian. But the thing is, is when you just think in terms of humanitarian and humans and humanity, what people still tend to kind of think of are men. And women still kind of get left out of the dialogue. And if you don't think that's the case, then why, in at least in the U.S., why doesn't a woman make the same amount as a man for doing the same job. Why isn't that guaranteed under the Constitution? Because that's right. That fact was so left out as an option for women that the Constitution has to be ratified just to let us little ladies earn what we deserve. And so kind of tied into when we finally got the vote, they tried to... Uh, adding, saying, like, look, it's not enough for women to get the vote finally in 1920, whatever the fuck. That's right, not till 1920, whatever the fuck. You know, we'd already had this country for over 150 years. I'm not doing math this early. Anyway, it wasn't enough just to get the right to vote. 
we realized that we just didn't have sovereign over ourselves. We basically were owned by our husbands. That's awesome. Um, or if not our husbands, then our dads. And if our dads were dead, then it would be our brothers. It would be whoever would be the oldest dude in the family or the only dude in the family. We could be owned by our nine-year-old brother, basically. He would have more sovereign over us or more rights over us, whatever. Um, So anyway, um, back in 1923, they tried to pass this crazy thing called the Equal Rights Amendment, which basically just means equality of rights under the law, shall not be denied or abridged by the U.S. or by any state on account of sex. That's it. It just means equal rights, equal equal opportunities, equal health care, full control over our own body and our autonomy. And things like that not only have to be put into law, but they also have to kind of be put into the cultural atmosphere, for lack of a better word. And the fact is, that still isn't the case here in Virginia. Um, There's still, let's see, five states that have not been able to pass the ERA. It it almost got ratified in the 70s. Like 30 states just plowed right through approving it, saying, we love vagina, we love vagina, up with vagina, vagina's cool with us, we're not threatened by vagina. Like 30 states just plowed right through in the 70s, and then Phyllis Shafley, this conservative right-wing, religious right, fundamentalist Christian cuntbag, kind of ground it all to the to a halt. Um, and that's kind of where the hijacking of the Republican, Jesus Christ, why am I going on about this? Anyway, but there's five states that still haven't passed the ERA, and it's 2014. In 2014, in the fucking 21st century, women do not have the same rights guaranteed to them as men do in this country. Other countries have it much worse. I don't have to worry about my clit being chopped off when I was a little child. And guess what? Feminism is for all the other countries, too. I can only speak to my own situation. So um, so there you go. That's, that's why I'm a feminist, basically, is because I, I know I'm equally awesome as a dude that's as equally awesome as I am. Some women are better than me. Some men are better than me. But that's not defined by the fact that I'm a woman. It's not defined by the fact that I've got a vagina. It's defined by a whole bunch of other things that make up me. But the fact that I have a vagina shouldn't put me out of the same opportunities, the same feeling of safety, blah, 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 as a man has. Um, so there you go. That's why I am a feminist. And uh, sorry, this wasn't really funny. I've been dealing with a lot of heavy shit, um, but it's all been it's all been good heavy shit. Um, so anyway, I promise next time I'll be funnier and I won't talk as much. Okay, happy Women's History Month. Bye. Oh well, holy fuck, that was informative. I like that. I like a little bit of knowledge. The fuck do I know about anything? It's nice to learn shit. The fuck do I know about anything? It's nice to learn shit. Well, to answer your question, I don't think I'm a feminist. I mean, I might be. I know I get uppity when it comes to birth control, and I get uppity when it comes to rape jokes. And I get pretty pissed off that you guys don't, like, for whatever reason, a woman makes, like, 82 or 86 cents on the dollar in the States. Maybe in Canada, too. I don't know. Just that irritates me. I'm angry. Yeah. But, you know, I've been called a man-heater, and uh, 
I know that makes me really angry because I don't really understand how that makes any fucking sense to anyone. Like, you'd have to be a total fucking moron to call me a man-hater because men are optional in my life. I only really need my son and then all the rest of you can go fuck yourselves because I could care less. So I don't know. I mean, I don't have to date men. I don't really have to be friends with men. I think I have one, <laughs> two, I have two male friends left, kind of-ish. You know, if you would have told me four years ago, out of my three good friends that were guys, I'd be down to one and this one in particular, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have fucking believed you in a million years. But look what's happened. Oh, well, whatever. So I'm not a man hater. I am, I guess I'm kind of a feminist. I feel like a lot of times I'm a straight guy, except I'm a straight guy with leeway because I can say horrible things to women and they laugh because it's ridiculous right like there's 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 a guy I we work in kind of like aisles and uh there's a guy that works in my aisle and one of the women that also works there I don't know she's been married like fuck I don't know two three times I think she's been married three times now so we all kind of tease her it's like oh what's your last name this week meh, meh, meh. you know whatever and uh she's like so this guy's always like yeah treat her like shit Women love being treated like shit. So I keep making cracks. It's like, oh, hang on a second. I got to choke you a little bit. I, th I heard you like that. You, you like being treated like shit. Hey, dummy. Huh? Is this working? Huh? Turn you on a little bit? Because like, come on, who the fuck can say that? <laughs> it's inappropriate. But I also feel like I'm, I should know better because I'm a woman. So I'd have, I should have some kind of fucking insight or like a knowledge base. Except I really feel like a lot of the time I am a straight man inside. I, I, I have... Honestly, lately, virtually no emotional intelligence whatsoever. And I should. I should. It just, I'm, man, I'm surviving. I, I had an argument with my girlfriend today because I wanted to buy mini eggs at Costco. And she's like, do you really need those? And I'm like, yes. I'm fat. I'm tired. And I'm not really living my life. I'm surviving. I want the fucking mini eggs, okay? And she was like, okay. All right. I hear what you're feeling. <laughs> it's just like, don't, just fucking leave me alone, okay? I've got... I've got very little going for me right now. I need this fucking chocolate or I will kill somebody. So that was good. We, we came to that conclusion. Um, but if you want, you were talking about female castration for a second there. And Sarah's mom belongs to a group called Grands and More. It's like, um, I guess there's been an entire generation in Africa that's been wiped out by AIDS. So there's children of those of the of that generation that's now either gone or have been raped to death or whatever the fuck murdered um that don't have parents so these grandmothers are taking care of all of their children's children because they've died or come to a horrible end in one way or another so uh what they do is i, I don't know if it's just canadian grandmothers that do this but they raise money they sell little trinkets and Shit like that. So they sold tickets to um, uh, a presentation, I guess, of sorts. It was kind of, it was a little bit of a concert. And there's a Canadian politician called, uh, named Lloyd Axworthy, and he was there. And then what the Canadian guy, have you ever seen Hotel Rwanda? Because you can answer me back. Why do I fucking ask you questions? Anyway, if you watch Hotel Rwanda, there's a Canadian guy there. And the actual Canadian guy, I think his name is Romeo. I don't know, that could be wrong. But he made a speech about his experience, and he came back and he had like, post-traumatic stress like fucking crazy and then this other woman got up and uh there was a doctor there that helps these women and his life was threatened because like women get raped and then they're ostracized because they've been raped 
And another one, like this, this doctor told a story. This is fucking terrible, but I'm going to tell you about it. Cause this is a fucking downer show. Okay. Asshole. It's a fucking downer show. And she, she was raped by like three guys on a busy street. People were walking by. And then after they raped her, they, she got up to run and they cut off the soles of her feet. Like, you know, it just, fuck. So that was in this presentation at the Scrans and more things. So I think we've come a long way. I think we should all be thankful that we live in North America. And, um, man, like they, they're still doing fucking female circumcisions there. Like, holy Christ, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so let's leave that alone. Now we get down to more women's rights things. I, I, I really want to live to see a female president. I do. And I've told the story a thousand times, but I'm going to tell it again. I remember, I remember a million years ago, like before, like it would have been the early 2000s, and Oprah had, this is when Oprah was still on TV and wasn't, didn't own that shitty own network that nobody fucking watches. I hope, I hope that network sucks every last penny out of her black little hands. And uh, she had Hillary Clinton on and Bill Clinton on. And she was like, Hillary, you should, you should go for president. I will support you 100%. Anything I can do, I'll help you with your campaign, all this shit. And then, lo and behold, black Obama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess what? She ditched Hillary. She, she backed Barack. Baroque? Barack. Barack, yeah. Because you know what it is. She's more black than she is a woman. But this time, it's Hillary's time. She's stout. She's solid. She's got a little bit of a cankle, but big fucking deal. And you know what? She's aging gracefully. There's no Botox in that face. There's, there's no Botox there. I wonder what Monica Lewinsky looks like now. I Google that. All right. Well, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? Anyway, I'd really like to see Hillary become president. I really would. I think that would... So does that make me a feminist then if I want a woman to be president? It's not even my fucking country, but it would just make me proud. I just got... Just to change the subject entirely. I just got an iPhone 5, but I had to settle for the iPhone 5C because I couldn't afford the, the good iPhone with the thumbprint thing and all the other shit that I would have gotten in a past life when I didn't have a kid or a mortgage. But it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make because we need diapers. And uh, Max's surgery cost a lot of fucking money. But you know what's really awesome? What's totally worth it is brushing his little teeth. I love that. That's my favorite thing to do. Get out that chicken flavored, flavored fucking toothpaste and go to town. That's super. So anyway, I got this fucking phone. I've managed to demonstrate how old I am now. Because when I first started talking to this chick who's selling me the plan or whatever. I was like, well, how many megabytes does she have? And she said, gigs. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I, I, I just, I feel like, like a prospector woman looking at a rotary phone and not knowing what to do with it. Like trying to stick her nipple in or something. You know, I just feel so fucking dumb. Like I knew it's gigs. Why did I fucking say, why did I fucking say megabytes? Ugh. Anyway, I don't know what the point is of me telling you that. Except for the fact that I love Siri. Except when she doesn't work. Then I want to fucking throw this phone across the fucking universe. Oh, right. I remember the point is of me telling you that. So I've been listening because I got unlimited data, which I'm very excited about. And uh, I'm going to hopefully get on that serious bandwagon in a few weeks. Because my in-laws already have a subscription. So I just have to like pay $4 a month to get the app on my phone or however the fuck it works. I I've obviously done a hell of a lot of research today. Okay, I've told you about Hutter 8s and now I'm going to explain how this whole serious app thing to you who fucking cares um so i've been listening to stitcher which is kind of you know it's random i can pick and choose and hear all kinds of shit and they had this one they were talking about how i think it's called hobby lobby 
or whatever, and th they were being forced to, uh, I think there's a plan B pill or something, like if you fuck up or you take antibiotics or you think you might possibly be pregnant, you can take this pill the next day. It's like the day after pill, I think they call it. And they uh, resented the fact that they had to, their, their medical plan had to pay for that or they were forced into having that be part of the deal. And yeah, I kind of waffled on that because they were religious and I could understand how that would be against the religion. And then they had a woman come on and she was talking about how, why should your boss get to decide what you do with your vagina? And I thought, hmm, yeah, she's got a point there. Who the fuck? You can't. You can't tell me what to do with my vagina. That's the whole point. What do I do with this bag of pubes that I shake? Anyway, hang on. Rose has got an update for us. So hang on one sec. Hey, it's me, Rose, and um, I just wanted to say, hooray, I passed the fucking accounts payable certification test with distinction, which means I probably got 100%. That's right, 100% of boring questions about boring accounts payable. Who gives a fuck? It pays me. It pays me. And it means, well, it doesn't mean, but also that happened this week. I found out that I got the apartment that I wanted in Portland, Oregon, so I am moving May 2nd, motherfuckers. Fuck you, Virginia, saying goodbye. Anyway, okay, I just wanted to send this. Bye. <laughs> well, good. You sound a little bit excited. Well, that's great. Distinction. Super duper. Yeah, you belong. You belong in Portland. That's where you should be. I don't know how you made it so long in Virginia. All right, you know what? I'm fucking, I'm done with me. I need to go to sleep. 9.50 p.m. on a Friday night. I think I've walked uh, 100 and... 30 kilometers this week yeah on ice yeah i got my fucking box snuffed by a fucking dog that always makes me so uncomfortable like your dog is a head the size of a toaster oven and i know you really can't control it but you think you can but could you could you keep your dog's fucking head out of my fucking crotch especially after i smack it away because it makes me feel like i stink you know like i'm having a not so fresh day hey that is a genius idea why don't they put dogs in those commercials like, having you, having some girl, like, that would be fucking hilarious. If you have some girl standing there, go, or going into somebody's house, and their fucking dogs come and snuff her box a few times, are you having a not-so-fresh day? Does your vagina smell like canned salmon? Well, have we got the product for you. Oh, I'm a fucking genius. Sleep is for assholes. This is hilarious. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's wind this one down. <laughs> I'm right, though. Keep your fucking dog's fucking huge head out of my crotch. Unless he's going to take me out for dinner. Maybe some, maybe some, something to drink. Maybe a snack. Maybe some mini eggs. Other than that, though, get your fucking head out of my crotch, you cocksucker. Um, okay. Sandra D. Sanchez on Twitter. Same with Facebook. You can friend me. I'm not friending you. You can friend me. I'm the talent. Or whatever this is. And, um, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. That's about it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's Friday night!